Monday. Hey everybody, James here. Once again, we are back for another review. And now this one is a it's a short movie. I sometimes do short movies just to break up the feature length stuff. Shine a light on all different kind of stuff just so that people can discover new things. That's uh, one of the things I like to do. And this movie is Saving Grace, directed by Bai Song Taiwo. My apologies if I got the name wrong. I've only seen his name written down. He is a local director here. He reached out for an interview, which will be coming. But I decided before that I do my due diligence and watch some of his work. Cool enough, though, a lot of his work is here in Canada on Amazon Prime. So if you want to check it out, I will throw some links uh, down below. He has a feature length that just came out, I believe, this year. Yeah, it's this year. And that will be another review. Uh, maybe this week, depending on what is coming up. But I'm very much uh, looking forward to it. Uh, just based off this one, Just uh, this is a African neo-noir short movie. Uh, once again, called Saving Grace. Released in 2017. It is about a detective who was breaking into a mysterious house to save Grace, who has been kidnapped by a psychopath. And I didn't know what I didn't know what I was going into coming into this. I I only had a, a a brief conversation with the director about being on my show, and I, I was impressed. I was really impressed. I really liked the way he shot stuff a lot of the framing was a lot of fun a lot of use of the light and a lot of the imagery that was used to kind of set up the main uh bad guy was very interesting too and it really got me into a sense and um as part of my critique of this is my only issue was we saw too much of the bad guy i uh i i've watched plenty of uh stuff very similar to this in that it's more scary when you don't know who is after the person until the very end. And I, when you first see the guy, he, he has this shot where it's just below. And I'm like, holy shit, this guy is horrifying. But then they do a really lingering shot on his face. And that kind of I was like, oh, it's just a dude. Sometimes the fear that the unknown, in my opinion, adds to it. Uh, I still enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. But just on the back of my mind, I was like, I wish some of these shots were a bit different to add to the mystique and the ongoing horror that may happen if they do catch him. And I would have, in my opinion, preferred that when the actress sees the guy for the first time, that is when we see him for the first time, but really well done. And, you know, it's, I think it's one of his first features that he's done. And for it to be a first feature, especially a short film, uh, he it's looking like he produced and did everything himself. This is like a real good uh, short film. And like I said, check it down below. Just real, oh, real well done. I'm really impressed. Now, as for my rating, I'm going to give it a free, but it was so boring on four, but just the little things I was telling you about kind of bumped it down. But like I said, my free is not that it's a mediocre, it's that it's good. 
So uh, I'm actually going to explain my rating system. So one is the word is terrible. Uh, two is actually mediocre. Three is good. Four is great. Like I can't see any problems. And then five is like I'm crying or I'm horrified. Like I have an intense emotion watching this movie. That is what it's going to be my five. I just wanted to explain that so at least. Uh, Nobody gets upset when I do my uh, my reviews and like you only gave him a free. What is wrong with you? Uh, but that that's enough of my tangent. Uh, definitely check this out. I'm going to include the Amazon Prime links uh, down below. This is a a real fun little uh, piece. It even gave me like a local version of True Detective vibes, in my opinion. And I'm actually super excited to watch his feature length, which will be hopefully coming in in the future so from me james uh thank you very much for uh checking me out uh like and comment if you have seen this uh give me your opinion too because it was a, a lot of fun to check out thank you guys and i'll see you tomorrow tuesday hey everybody james here from beaver does movies Hey everybody, James here from Beaver Does Podcast, and it's another short movie. Before we get into this, uh, if you have seen this or if you checked out the link before I said this, definitely uh, let me know your thoughts and feelings. I really do recommend that you check this out, just because it was a fun little uh, short movie to check out. Now, into the movie. I watched The Battle Arena. It came out this year 2021 directed by aaron fredkin and it only has Valeska miller and in my opinion this has been one of the best short movies i've seen since the project i know there's only been two but this actually stood out from the other stuff i've seen way before i started these daily movie reviews and it's going to be a high order for them to uh top this so the movie is about a ballerina who is haunted by a reflection she is a ballerina who uh, is practicing in front of a mirror and something starts to happen and i'm not going to go into spoilers uh if you do definitely check this out i'm going to include a link in the description for you guys to check out but in general wow uh and it's not even like the stuff that was actually in the short itself it's stuff to on the credits it was generally unnerving to watch what was in this credits because it, it's kept with me and I've been trying to describe it in a way, but it's just, it's the stuff that's in the, uh, the end credits is just generally unnerving and it's, I, it's burned into my brain. Just thinking about this, definitely check it out. Uh, everything is beautifully shot. Um, Valeska Miller does a really good job with what she's handed. There's not much dialogue, but it conveys everything in such a really good way. And I definitely would check this out. I've, I've probably said check this out 20 times maybe in this, but definitely go for it. Definitely see this and you won't be sorry. Uh, it's not for the faint of heart, of course. If you're, uh, if you're squeamish, definitely do not check this out. But other than that, it's a fantastic. And as for my uh, score, I am going to give this a four blanks out of five. I consider this great. I consider this really interesting. 
and the director i am actually going to see and find out more about this director and in the hopes that they are doing something either feature length or even if there's more short films uh by this director because holy i'm very impressed so uh if you have checked this out make sure you like and subscribe uh, to my channel there's gonna be daily updates uh daily movie reviews i might even throw some extra fun uh every two weeks i'm going to be doing live streams for my podcast which is more open-ended in what i like but it's a lot of fun we usually hang out we usually uh, shoot the shit and just have a good time i'm also thinking of doing some streams uh with some tier lists that that is something i've, I've wanted to do i actually got an idea from rob uh who is uh, gonna have a uh link in the description as well and uh, so you can check out one of his tier lists because he did a tier list about the Zack schneider movies which was very interesting to check out and i do want to do something very similar in one of my first loves which is horror i kind of want to look through all the different horror stuff and then give my tier list for each horror series that i have watched so from there thank you guys and i will see you tomorrow and i promise it will be a future lamp this time wednesday Well, what the fuck was that, eh? Hey everybody, James here from BBDO's podcast. And here with another daily review and actually one that... (laughs) I don't don't know where to start. Uh, I know where to start. Before uh, I get into the review... Uh, if you've seen this movie, make sure you drop a comment on what you thought about this movie. Do you agree what I'm about to say? Um, do you agree what I'm about to say? Because, wow. So, Fried Barry is a Shudder exclusive. Uh, it's a South African movie that was, uh, rights were bought by Shudder and it just recently became available here in Canada. And... Oh, wow. Just just wow. So I don't even know. And I'm gonna cancel that. Okay. Hey everybody, James here from Beaver Does Podcast. And before I get into this, if you have seen the movie that's in the title, make sure you drop me a comment if you've seen it and uh, give me your opinion because I would really like to hear different people's opinions on this. So this was Fried Barry, a Shudder exclusive. Originally, it was a film re- released in South Africa, directed by Ryan Kruger and starring Gary Green. And when this movie started, the first thing that popped into my head was Chris Cunningham. I've probably mentioned this guy in a previous uh, review. He's one of my favorite music video directors. He has done some pretty messed up music videos in a stylistic sense. And so watching this, this was a real treat to watch. Holy. Uh, I enjoyed everything about it. The whole movie is about a man with addictions who is 
kidnapped by aliens and then the aliens take over his body and then we are then treated to what happens while this alien is inside the body of this man and visuals it's insane the it feels like more of a collection of different uh plot lines rather than one giant overarching plot uh with it neat you know kind of tied at the at the uh, tail end of the movie but just wow just what just the visuals uh what they did how it, it's pretty nuts i really enjoyed it i got a great laugh out of this movie uh there's some sequences in this where i'm like how the fuck and there's a and where i got this chris uh cunningham fought from was during the alien abduction i saw a lot of cuts that was very in style even with his short um film rubber johnny uh which is him as like this grotesque man in a wheelchair doing all sorts of dancing in the basement and i got that vibe watching so much so that i actually messaged the director saying hey do you know who Chris Cunningham is? And he's like, yes, I used to watch him as a youth. So uh, my eye can't beat my eye sometimes, but wow, <laughs> this is actually a big surprise. I, I, I like the look of the trailer. I was very interested to check it out. Did it not? I apologize. Not the trailer, the poster. I've never seen a trailer for this. Uh, I want I, often with these movies. Now I'm actually, Unless it's like the biggest stuff, just to gauge an interest, I'll watch one trailer and then I'm in. I, I'm going to watch the movies anyway, but for sometimes I, I want to go in blind and it's actually kind of heightened the movie watching experience for me. Uh, if, you, if you've, if uh, you know, do you prefer to watch as many trailers of a movie before you watch it or do you want to go in completely blind? I've been often uh, debating if I should go full zero trailer, you know, just no more trailers, just watch the movie based off the back of who's directing it or, you know, recommendations. So very interesting. But back to the movie, back to, uh, the, the main guy, I don't know who he is. I've never seen him in anything before, but he really sells the role and his, physical body work in this movie was fantastic i really got you know enthusiastic as the movie went on so uh if you're looking for something that's just completely bulged out there but with like some interesting visuals definitely check check out fried barry uh, as for the review uh this i am hmm, is is one of these is really teetering on so you know what because i had such a fun time because i really enjoyed the movie i loved everything about it i'm gonna give it a four this movie is a four because i i consider it great it's uh unique it's different it's interesting and it kept me engaged throughout and so definitely this is a four blanks movie i really oh yeah definitely check it out it's available on should i should like I said, have the rights to this. So definitely uh, find time to check this movie out. And uh, that is it for me. Uh, if you enjoyed this or if you like uh, this movie, 
drop a like if you want and if you want to hand me some recommendations make sure you throw it below and i will catch you guys tomorrow thursday yep this is fine hey everybody james here from bb does podcast and i have uh, decided to uh, go back usually i do movies that have been released one or two years but i'm also going to be doing movies that were released much earlier too you know if I, I can't watch everything from this current year so what i'm going to be doing is going going back to stuff and uh, i actually want to talk about this uh movie because i am a huge hellboy fan uh not so much the comics it's actually something i actually want to get into i'm actually uh, on one of my plans is to read more of the comics, but I'm a huge uh, Guillermo del Toro fan. I love Ron Perlman. I love the original uh, Hellboy 2. And today's movie is Hellboy uh, 2019 and directed by Neil Marshall, uh, starring David Harbour and some other people. <sighs> and Ian McShane, of course. But I want to go into my history with this film, going into it. So big fan of the original two, loved them. I love the aesthetic, love the style, love number two, love number one. Real sad that the tr trilogy, but I'm, I'm also hopeful oftentimes that a movie can be good. I always give, try and give it the benefit of the doubt. But when I heard about it, I was saddened because we didn't get the finale of that trilogy. But then I, I, Neil Marshall, who has done some some movies I really enjoyed, including The Descent, including Dog Soldiers, and just in general, just some really good stuff. He's also do, uh, done some of the best, some of the best Game of Thrones episodes. Like in general, I just like love this guy. I'm actually. <laughs> I'm actually shit on him on his birthday. I'm recording this a bit early. Uh, I'm talking out my ass. I'm actually talking out my ass. So, okay. All right. Twenty nineteen. Got that one right. Descent. Dog soldier. Okay. Who's <laughs> Hey everybody, James here from Beaver Does Podcast. Hellboy 2019, directed by Neil Marshall and starring David Harper. Now, before we get into this, I want to talk about my past with the Hellboy franchise. I have not read much of the comics, but I let onto the movies. It was by the guy who did Blade 2. And I was like, yep, this is for me. I want to check this out. Apparently, it's his passion project. Uh, I I further went on to follow Guillermo del Toro's career and loved everything that he has made. Pan's Labyrinth is a favorite of mine. And just, I love his work so much. And I was very skeptical when this was going to come out. But when it comes to movies, I often, unless something reaches out to me, I'll even try a movie once because... The worst thing can do is I don't like it. And I've just wasted a bit of time. But 
sometimes I like to be surprised. There's been a various few movies that have surprised me. And then when I heard that David Harbour was involved, I was like, okay, I liked him in Stranger Things. I've seen him in other stuff, but he... And then I even saw like the way he looked in, in still images and he looked great. And Neil Marshall, Neil Marshall has made some of my favorite movies. He's made Dog Soldiers. He has made The Descent, like two great movies. Like Dog Soldiers, like one of my favorite werewolf movies of all time. Just amazing. And then unfortunately, like, then the trailer happened, and I'm like, oh, no. And then Milia Djokovic. I, I like Milia Djokovic in some things, but I've reached a point where I don't want to see her anymore. I like my favorite, One of my favorite series is Resident Evil, so I, I already don't like her, and this has kind of further extended it. And just, oh, man. Like, I, it really does suffer, in my opinion, from early comic book itis early comic book itis to me is because every page of a comic book has uh dialogue writers of movies feel the need to put in dialogue and everything just every little minute just they don't shut up they just keep going and going i'm like okay enough really enough like let the action sell and here's the thing like the original Hellboy 1 and 2, they, they came out many years ago. There's been like a huge overall in CGI and effects. But in my opinion, the effects in this movie is worse than both the Hellboys that came prior to it. And I don't, I tried so much to not compare it to the original. I gave it its own spin, but this is my second time watching it and I can't help myself. There's just some real bad shots. and. I really wanted. I really wanted to give this a chance. I really, and I think that's where I'm more hurt, is because the stuff on paper had a had a chance to be really good, and there's a, a few sparks of this looks great. It's rated R, which is perfect for this franchise. You know, a franchise that involves Nazis raising a demon from hell, and then that demon ends up becoming a paranormal hunter and you got the whole thing with the blood queen. You got that interesting little stuff. And there's at the end when spoiler alert, hell rises, the monster designs are amazing. They've almost are better than something from the Guillermo del Toro movies. Like the, the shots in London where they walk around, they're also intricate and interesting but they're there for two minutes and yeah and then even like the beginning uh, my hopes were up because you know me me being a huge fan of wrestling the whole lucha libre aspect like i everything was just it was falling into place but then just you know the random music cues the random like i i found myself liking it but then i there would just be bits where I just end up swearing at my TV just because of stuff that they do and that they've chosen to do in this movie. Uh, it's a shame. It really is a shame. Like it, and the designer Hellboy himself, like in picture, it looks decent, but in action, it just 
looks weird. It it really does look weird. It really looks like they've overloaded on the prosthetics so much that it just really ruins Hellboy. The characterization, I like that he's kind of quippy, but he's almost too quippy to make me like him. He becomes really unlikable, and it's a shame. A lot of talent is wasted on this. I don't know what the mistranslation the mistranslation in this to to have it be this way and it's such a shame and you know we've lost the tri- the end of the trilogy and we have no hopes for this one god god what would happen if the stuff that they were planning actually happened i think it might be a bit of blasphemy but yeah this is this is like a real this was a real gut punch when i actually saw this uh I, and I tried to enjoy it, and I saw some semblance. Uh, Big Mo from EastEnders, who is the sister of Gary Gary Oldman. Uh, I I loved her character. Uh, Daniel Day Kim, I believe his name is. Uh, Jin from Lost. I I liked I liked him. He was really fun in this movie. Uh, big waste of Ian McShane, and you 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 were so close. You. You go from John Hurt to Ian McShane, which is like fantastic, and you just kind of ru- you just kind of ruin it. And then you know Thomas Hayden Church is Lobster Johnson, and you've also got one of my favorite actors, Stephen Graham, doing a great voice as one of the monsters. There's so many. I, I've this is where it's more disappointing than just a bad movie, a movie with a lot of hope, a lot of potential, and it's just squandered just for just overlooking just could could give a care apparently and it's just it's a shame and from that I'm 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 just gonna be honest it's it's a blank it's one blank it's a it's in my opinion a bad movie and it's a bad movie not because it it was uh surely done even though there is some very glaring effects the story I, I could see where they were going, but it feels like they picked the best parts from the comics rather than doing one giant arc or just doing their own thing, which is a huge shame. So, yeah, one blank. Uh, that is it from me. I'm going to hopefully pick something to raise my spirits, maybe uh, something that, has, from what I've heard, has had good reviews. Thank you guys for uh Thank you guys for checking me out daily and uh, make sure you leave a like and I'll catch you tomorrow. Friday. Hey everybody, James here from Beaver Does Podcast. And for today's movie, I watched 1998's Dark City. I watched the director's cut because from what I've been hearing, it's been recommended to check out. If you have seen this movie, uh, I love to hear your uh, thoughts and opinions and just to uh, share information on what you thought. Now, this movie stars Rufus Sewell, Jennifer Connelly, Richard O'Brien, William Hurt, and is directed by Alex Proyas, who also did The Crow. Now, I really enjoyed this movie. I Just on a eye candy level, this movie is very pleasing. I absolutely adored the way this was designed. Everything. The whole like breathing city that they set up, the aesthetic, the mismashes of different eras really, really 
got to me and just very, very interesting. I, I was engaged just because you, I had to keep my eye on everything just because the breathing city and this movie, I feel was super influential. I saw stuff from other directors and I, I swear they must've seen this movie because like Christopher Nolan's uh, inception, I, I got a vibe from that. Uh, even down to the matrix, which came out a year later. And I'm wondering if, because not many people remember or know of this movie apart from like diehard movie fans. And I wonder if it's because I, uh, like pretty much 13 months later, the matrix came along and it's very similar in concept. Uh, there's a couple of differences and a bigger cast, but I really enjoyed what they did with this. It was like its whole own entity and it was just, I really enjoyed it. And uh, now onto my critiques of this, uh, I did enjoy the story, but I feel they were scratching on something the entire, entire way. It's, it, it's concept is interesting, but I feel they could have delved deep because the whole thing is about the human soul and these creatures called the strangers trying to figure out what is in the human soul so that they could become like us because they're dying out. And yeah, it's on like a base level, you know, just what makes a man kind of situation. And I feel if this movie was made today, I think they could actually uh, extend it. I think if they tried to make this movie today, it would be better as like a mini series you know, something on like HBO or something like that. And, you know, spread it out and really delve into this concept because this concept is pretty fantastic and uh, props out to Richard O'Brien. And uh, funny enough, I was actually uh, watching this with the wife and I said to her, I says, Richard O'Brien is one of these people where I really do dislike the main thing he's in, uh, which is he plays Riff Raff in Rocky Horror. But everything else he does, it's absolutely amazing. He used to be on this game show called The Crystal Maze. And he was amazing in that. And then this too. I just absolutely adore Richard O'Brien. I just don't like the one thing he's super famous for. So it's kind of like that. Uh, Kiva Sutherland really also goes against type in this. Uh, oftentimes, like, you see him as either, you know, back, especially around these times, like kind of like the pretty boy. And even now he still doesn't do anything like this. He's more of like the gruff and tough guy. But in this, he's a totally different character and his character arc is super interesting. I really wanted them to delve more into, into him because the, what they explained about him, it was just super interesting. I, I really, this stuff, like it's two hours long, but, the concept could have been expanded a lot more. It feels like it was almost crushed by its own uh, choice of media because the, a lot more could be said in this movie. And I I, I would love to see more. And I, I'm, I'm currently going to be looking, seeing if there's like, I'm, I'm hoping there's a comic book or something, at least a bigger concept because... Yeah, this is really good. But uh, so as for my my score, hmm. so it's not great. Uh, although it could have been great. It could have been 
the best of all time, but in my opinion, I feel it's so it's over ambitious for what it originally intended. Uh, if this got like a Matrix uh, treatment where they did a trilogy, goddamn, that 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 would be would have been like perfect because there's so much material in this movie that they could have expanded on. But I'm gonna give it a free good movie, free blanks, good movie. But I I I it, I'm wanting more. I I wish we had more Dark City. Or even like a return to the concept. Hey, get Alex Proyas on the phone. If I'm butchering his name, I apologize. But get him on the phone, and uh, hopefully he could like either expand the concept or do something with it because I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, so that was it. Uh, thank you guys for uh, checking me out, and I will check you tomorrow for which I'm believing is maybe another short movie. Thank you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Saturday. Hey, everybody. James here for the Daily Movie Review. And this is a short movie, The Kill Switch, starring and direct... Um, is it direct? I may have fucked this one up. Shit. All right. Give me a second. I'm going to cut all this shit out. Kill Switch 2019 IMDb because I'm going to see if I'm an idiot. Short. Actually, yeah, it is actually uh, starring Anthony Javier. All right, guys, one more time. Hey, everybody, James here for BBDO's podcast. This is, of course, the Daily Movie Review, and we have another short movie. This is The Kill Switch. It is a 2019 short movie written, directed, and starring Anthony Javier. My apologies if uh, the names are messed up. It is a thing that I often mess up, so my bad. But now, so this is uh, actually a recommendation by one of the people that I know personally, and that is also in this movie, um, Adam the Outlaw Knight. Okay, I just wanted, I just wanted to let you know. Okay, why did you put your your uh, nickname in in the middle of everything? Just, just, just wondering, just wondering. Love you, Adam, but just, just wondering. Okay, <laughs> had to. Had to say it. Had to say it. Now, as for this, this was also by a company, which I think is Anthony Javier's, uh, called Flip Flipkick Films. And it is a action movie and a pretty simple storyline. With, with short movies, you often go get storyline. So the storyline isn't going to be the main, main thing that I'm going to be looking at. It's going to be the action. It's going to be the suspense. And this is a short martial arts movie. And the martial arts in this, other than some uh, cuts that I disagreed with, I actually enjoyed the the martial arts. Yeah, there's a lot of promise, in my opinion. There's some cool little sequences, and I generally enjoyed it. I also got a lot of the raid vibes from this, uh, just the way the style is and stuff like that. I kind of wish they kind of, maybe because of budgets, but I kind of was hoping they would 
follow through on more of the brutality in this because I think with the way that the storyline was, I think if they kind of upped up maybe some uh, like gore or some like extreme action a la the raid dragged against concrete uh, brawl on cell block 99, it could have, in my opinion, elevated it because in my opinion, everything, everything felt flat as they were doing the action, but the action in itself was good. Uh, it's just f- uh, from my expectations. But even though I have some qualms with it, uh, it still was a, a really enjoyable movie that I generally enjoy seeing. Uh, like I said, some cool action sequences. Uh, I like the story. I, I did like the story, even though I mentioned the story is not important. I, I liked it. It is about a police officer whose family is murdered. And a year later, he's on a, a revenge mission to killed the people that killed his family and uh, Anthony Javier who plays uh, Santos I really liked him in this movie he was very intense he, he brought it the action was fantastic and you know it ended in a very fun way so as for my uh, rating I'm going to give this a three blanks out of five three blanks out of five is after the, uh, Billy Blanks, who is a fantastic, fantastic man. Now, thank you very much for, for checking out. If you uh, check this out, which I'm actually going to uh, link to a festival that is going to be occurring soon. I don't know if the link is publicly available. I might check that. But there is a festival that this is being shown at, which is an online event, which I will uh, post in the description. And from there, uh, tomorrow, I think we're uh, going to go for some horror. I'm, I'm feeling a bit horrific. So I'll catch you tomorrow, guys. Sunday. Hey, everybody. James here for the Daily Movie Review. And this is the big review of the week. This is the newest movie out currently. And I watched Cruella, directed by Craig Gillespie and starring Emma Stone and Emma Thompson. Uh, this is a prequel to 101 Dalmatians. It is the origin story for one of its villains, mainly being Cruella de Vil. And uh, it, like I said before, we get into that issue. Uh, if you're a fan of 101 Dalmatians, and if you've seen this, make sure you comment. I've, I've been here. It's very 50-50 right now on people's opinions, and I want to get different people's opinions. So make sure you throw a comment down there. Maybe we could like discuss it and stuff like that. I really like the engagement. I really like uh, getting different opinions because that is what movies is in general. Different opinions, different attitudes to movies and i'm going to explain my opinion right now uh so 15 minutes into this movie i wanted to turn it off i'm, I'm gonna be honest um i <laughs> i audibly yelled during during this i watched this at home on demand which is good because i think i would have uh hated myself for ruining the movie for everybody else but watching this like I said, I, I wanted to switch this off 15 minutes in. Uh, there's a really big thing, which is so ridiculous that it was 
movie ruining for me. It, it just pretty much like sometimes something in a movie will just completely put you off. And this is what happened with this. I I'm kind of I am kind of glad I carried it on because it managed to elevate itself. But sometimes a story beat is so ridiculous and so in my opinion, dumb, it it just tarnishes the whole rest of the movie for me. Uh, like, like this movie is well acted. Uh, there's a couple of hokey ac- accents. I'm not a fan of Emma Stone's uh, English accent at all. I really think she went more for a villain accent than trying to do a actual actual English accent, which is not the problem, but she went way too into trying to do the villain accent that even when she was trying to be just Estrella, which is the name of Cruella before she became Cruella, that, let me, that it, I couldn't tell the difference. I couldn't tell the difference when she became, you know, when she did the big turn. So I was like, all right. Um, what what this does have going for it is Emma Thompson is a fantastic villain. I really liked the way she was developed. Uh, her character was perfectly mean and was a good foil for someone like Cruella and making you understand on where she was. I just wish they harped on that more. And, and it was really it was really weird. It it was trying to do like a Breaking Bad slash better call soul but it was trying to give it too much of a redemption when it's n- not warranted considering what she becomes it, it's just it was kind of character breaking because if i showed this to a child and then had them watch 101 dalmatians there is such a whiplash effect that it just ruins the whole series in my my opinion and i know this is like a a child's and you can't really celebrate a villain so if you can't do that why bring this movie out in the first place because this character is a woman that skinned that wants to skin 101 down you know puppies to make a jacket why is that a type of person that deserves a origin story that is kind of a redemption and kind of a apology for an understanding on what this character is? And I, I, I don't get it and stuff like that. And I, I also hear the comparisons to Joker. The difference, in my opinion, the difference is you do feel bad for his origin, but from what I took away from that, he's still a scumbag. He still murdered people on live TV and incited a a riot from it. He still murdered people, and it was you was still even though you was kind of on his side initially. By the end of that movie, I was like, yeah, I am not for that man anymore. That that is. So at the very least, that is where it differs. I can understand where some people can take the Corella thing. I it's just I, I, I just I just don't get where the positive reaction for this is. And as I'm think as I'm thinking about it, it's just it, it dawns on me more and more. Uh, the positives though is like I said, it, it is well acted. 
the costuming, which is almost as important as the story is huge. Uh, every single design in this movie just looks amazing and really adds to to her flair and stuff like that. And you know the way she dresses, and they don't even get her wearing like Dalmatian stuff. It, it's pretty much her looking good and like the whole fashion aspect. It it pretty much is the devil wears Prada meets one hundred one Dalmatians without the animal skinning. And that should be good, but this it's just it's so off-putting just what they try to do with this character when A it's not warranted and B it, it was just they tried to like wave away or her personality traits and what she becomes and even kind of adds a paradox to it at the end because there's certain things where I'm like wait so if she had this in this movie why why would she become this person there's like this whole middle gap on who she becomes and I'm wondering if that ends up becoming a either a a midquel where it's like in between this prequel and 101 Dalmatians or if they're just going to outright remake 101 Dalmatians with Cruella and add extra bits to her to make it to improve her character and stuff like that but that's the thing in, in my opinion Disney villains often aren't that complex they're often a means to ends they're often a antagonistic nature towards characters to make you feel good for the main main characters they make the villains so bad that even if the main characters make bad decisions they're not the villain because the you know the villain crosses the line so many times that it's ridiculous and like i said it's just i found myself groaning a lot also uh the music licensing budget for this movie uh is absolutely ridiculous um every every scene i i re- i was really contemplating just adding a bunch of music to this review at every single cut because that is what it kind of felt like every single time this movie switched to a new scene it's using a popular music every single time it was just like you know hey and then another song and then they even use uh at the end sympathy for the devil devil the that was another thing that also made me groan is they were constantly me talking about hey her name is uh, devil it sounds like devil oh hey this car's called devil i'm like all right okay all right calm down all right chill out so as for i really this the good parts of this movie really elevated in my opinion i just can't get over the story beats or some of the decisions like i like craig gillespie i i really do i really like some of the movies that he has uh released including i oh he i tonya and he also did i believe he did I think he did the Fright Night remake, which really, yeah, he did the Fright Night remake, which had the Fright Night remake for me 
had no right being as good as it was, but it changed it enough to make it a cool movie. And so I'm just, as for my review, as for my rating, uh, I really can't get over that first 15 minutes. I looked at the first 15 minutes, saw the two, the two hours left and like, should I do this? Should I carry on this movie? Or should I just be like, you know, leave it. But I, I slugged through it. I'm kind of glad I did just so I could see these uh, cool productions, d- designs, the cool uh, costuming and stuff like that. There's a, co- a few cool beats, a uh, couple of bits that made me laugh, especially the dog wink. Anything involving that little dog. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So, yeah, this is still a one because... It just really, that first 15 minutes really set the tone for me. Uh, this, and it's just this one thing too. And I'm like, all right, come on. So that's it. Thank you for uh, joining me for week two. Appreciate you guys uh, checking out my videos. Uh, leave a like. Uh, what did you think to this? Uh, throw a comment and we'll, uh, we'll discuss it. Am I wrong? Let, let's, let's go for it. Um, of course. Of course, let's be civil. Let's not just like throw throw a bunch of hate. Let's just be civil. And I'm 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 gonna be civil back because I I always try and uh, meet in the middle when it comes to this conversation because it's just a movie. At the end of the day, granted, I did rate it a bad review, but that's it at the end. Thank you guys for uh, listening, and I will check you guys 